Hey, I'm Obi. That's Ed, and we are drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. We're the places that all the good podcasts are at. And remember, subscribe, like, leave us comments. We love your feedback. It helps to fuel our show, give us great things to talk about. Ed, how are you? Doing great. Got some feedback uh, from our special uh, episode, Obi. Oh, oh, what did they have to say about Anthony? Well, I mean, of course, he's the star. I, I had a lot of people telling me that we should have him on more often if we want to get listeners. I do know that people listen that don't normally listen. So um, no one noticed you weren't part of the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if people noticed I was part of the podcast. It was all about Anthony. That was the feedback I got. That That's good. But I imagine, or correct me if I'm wrong, those people might have special interest in Anthony, those, those new listeners. Oh, I'm I'm quite sure that they listened just for him. I don't think they were listening for the cruise tips. I think they were listening just to hear what Anthony had to say. Well, good. Well, hopefully they'll decide to listen to hear what you have to say uh, and hear how you uh, express yourself, especially how you're like your father. How are you like your parents? Ed? We, we're getting old. We're becoming our parents. What similarities have you noticed? Well, one, I mean, well... My dad doesn't have a podcast, but, you know, as you get older, you get cranky. <laughs> My dad's cranky, grumpy, and I'm cranky and grumpy. That's the that's the most obvious thing. Just the crankiness and the grumpiness is the most obvious thing. Well, I'm not as cranky. No, I should say the other way around. My father is probably slightly more cranky than me, but neither of us are particularly cranky. As you know, I'm not here for you to be cranky, too, and absorb your uh angst but my father likes to ask a lot of questions like he'll he won't always give his opinion you you think you're having a conversation with my father and then you go back and you go i told him all my stuff but he, he didn't tell me anything i think a lot of times in our podcast that can be the, the same where i'm just like so Ed, what do you think and you go off and i go so really that's what you think and then i come back and listen and go i didn't say anything i just go to that so so you think you're becoming your dad in real life or just on the podcast uh, I think I think that one particularly in the podcast, but maybe a little bit in real life there. The way I'm totally like my dad in real life now is I like to throw things out. I mean, everything. It's like, why do we have this? Just declutter all the time. My father, my mother had a coffee, a, a coffee maker on the kitchen counter. You know where a coffee maker is supposed to be? Sure. My father decided it was cluttering up his kitchen counter and he hit it. He hit it and just put it away somewhere. And maybe, you know, and those are the kind of things like I'm starting to do like, really? We don't need this anymore. And I'll just get rid of it. We have four people living here. We don't need eight plates. I hide the other four plates so that they don't clutter up my house. That's how I'm really becoming my father. All right. I think, you know, another way I'm getting like my father is. You know, one thing I always remember growing up, like if we were ever going somewhere, like on a trip, like we had to be ready, early, packed, packed like the day before, all planned out. And uh, I'm the same way. Like I lose my freaking mind when my kids aren't packed or my my wife isn't packed. And, we're you know, we got to leave. If we got to leave at 7 a.m. to get where we got to go. And as soon as it hits 650, I'm probably already nervous because I already can tell. We're not going to be on time leaving at seven, right? And as soon as it gets to seven, now I'm really anxious. And then, you know, inevitably when we leave at 715, 
first thing out of my mouth when we're all in the car is we're going to be late and it's all your fault. And we haven't even left yet. So uh, I think I definitely got that from my dad um, without a doubt that I have no patience. I get very antsy and I got to be early to things. Mm, mm. He, he trained you on that and you picked it up right away. I, I don't know if he trained me or if it's just like a genetic trait with the anxiety that comes with it. I'm not really sure, but um, <clears throat> that is definitely something that is is just like my father. I can't remember names, which is funny. When I was young, we would go places and my father would spend the first five, ten minutes asking my mother, who's that? Who's that? What's that one's name? And now I realize, and I used to know all the answers to those questions. And now I'm like, I don't know. Who who are those people? What do they do? Why are they here? Who how and now that's me asking my wife, who's that? What's that one's name? I've become that person who can't remember a single person's name ever. Work, home, any place, cannot do it. All right, Ovi, how about this? Like, you know, you knew me when I was a lot younger. I used to talk all the time. I talk a lot on this podcast. But in real life now, when I'm hanging out with family, I don't I don't talk at all. I just <laughs> In my, in my own business i don't talk unless i've had a few drinks then i'm probably you know i'm non-stop and that's my dad if you if you were to hang out with my dad and he's not drinking you're never going to even know what his voice sounds like if he's drinking as his grandkids call him fun grandpa comes out and he doesn't <laughs> shut up fun grandpa no no so i'm gonna go the opposite way in a way i'm not like my dad but my brother has turned into my dad so my dad is a early to bed early up type of type of guy like 10 o'clock goes to bed four o'clock he wakes up still he's retired he's still up at four o'clock in the morning my brother is turning the same way and so if we're having a family gathering it gets 9 30 10 the two of them out on the couch just out <laughs> and it's noisy and they're out out cold that's not me but that's why my brother's totally becoming just like my father we even call him grandpa when he starts doing things and oh josh's grandpa again nice and i think i don't know if, i don't know if you feel like you're looking like your dad but now that i spent a lot of time on zoom i spent a lot of time looking at myself more than i ever did before in my life and there are moments almost every day that I'm on a Zoom call and I look at myself and go, holy shit, I'm my dad. So I always looked like my mother. And then I lost a lot of weight, as you're aware. But I was even smaller than I am now. I was at my absolute lowest. I was clean shaven. I walked into the bathroom and there was my father staring at me. And that's why I've stuck with facial hair ever since. Just like it was shocking. I was like, why is dad in the bathroom with me? Because I've never looked like my father. I've always thought I looked like my mom and I look just like him. So yeah, I'm even starting to look like him. But there I, might I, be a reason. There might be a reason why I have facial hair too, because my father doesn't have it. So obviously that does differentiate us. But I will tell you this it's the weird thing about the guys because growing up, I remember people telling me, like, you know, take a good look at, your your girlfriend's mom or take a good look at the you know the girl you have the hot for in high school check her mom out because that's what she's gonna look like and i remember always like kind of laughing about that like no way that first of all i couldn't envision it right because the girl you had the hots for in high school her mom was like in her 40s right so that didn't look like an old lady it looked like 40s right right but i i kid you i mean come on you know this right women turn into their freaking moms there's no 
There's no doubt about that. I mean, spitting images. So that statement about take a look at the girl's mom. I mean, that's the best advice any person can give a young man because she's going to look like her mom no matter what. Yeah, but they should tell the women the same thing. Like, take a look at. <laughs> well, that's what that's the joke in our house. Like, my mom always says that to my wife. Like, you know, I told you, <laughs> I told you he was going to end up like Jerry. And sure <laughs> enough, I did. <laughs> but my wife is a spitting image of her mother. And it's, you know, so much so that if you look at pictures of her mother through life, like now you can see my wife as she's gone through life at the same milestones. Like you don't know other than the black and white, right? For her mom, the pictures, like you're like, oh my God, it's the same person. It's crazy. My wife has moments where she looks just like her mother, but not overall. There's a, there's a, just enough of her father to, to, to make them different, but it's my, my mother-in-law is one of seven sisters. So there's always somebody that she looks like at any given time. Like you take a, it may not be her mother, but she might look like somebody else at that point in time. So it's even weirder because there's a whole group of aunts that I got to look at to figure out what she looked like or what she's going to look like in the future. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a terrible person. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I got some interesting ideas and I say some things, but, there's there's a girl that lives on the block, high school girl, very popular, and she's in the same grade as my daughter. I tell my I tell my daughter all the time. I say all these boys that are chasing that girl, they no, their dads never told them to look at the girl's mom because they wouldn't be chasing no more. <laughs> I know I'm terrible. I've said that to my daughter. My daughter says I'm terrible for saying it and thinking it, but come on, it's a fact. No, you know what? This is my guess. Bam looks at you and goes, you're a horrible dad. She goes, I hope he's right. I hope he's right. I mean, if she was smart, if she was smart, what she would be saying is, thank God I got my mom. Yeah, but you know, that that girl's father probably says the same thing. I I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't know about that. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, if my house gets torched anytime in the next two weeks, we know why and we know who did it. Yes, we have a we have we have a suspect. Yes. If the cops are worth their weight in gold, they'll catch the person. Speaking of a woman growing up to look like her mother, I know you wanted to talk about the Super Bowl and what Rihanna's baby was gonna look like. Is that what you wanted to discuss about our Super Bowl? No, I no, I didn't want to talk about Rihanna at the Super Bowl, although that's part of it, right? So I did want to talk about the Super Bowl, though, because as we get older, like our Super Bowl. So I'm not even going to talk about the game. That's not what this is about. This is about my Super Bowl experience. Right. It's about that. um, You know, I woke up this past Monday morning, normal time, got out of bed, was able to function, walk the dog, felt great. And as I'm walking the dog, I'm thinking to myself, man, I used to have to take like half days of work from work on the Monday after Super Bowl. Cause I'd party too hard. I remember thinking, you know, when I was sitting in my house on Sunday night, you know, by myself or with my family, taking it very easy that, uh, and just ready for the game. Like that's what it wasn't like 22 years ago, 30 years ago when it was all about the party. And I, I remember the giants when they beat the bills with that wide, right. 
I vaguely remember wide right, but I don't remember anything that happened in that game. I was in college and it was a big party. Just an excuse to to drink. And um so I just think life comes at you fast and now all of a sudden I'm that old guy who's like, Yeah, I'm gonna get up tomorrow and go to work. <laughs> like it's no big deal, it's just a game. But uh so that's the observation I had. But then just the people with all the opinions on the commercials and on Rihanna, like it was the greatest halftime show ever. It sucked. And then you look at the people who are telling you it sucked. They're all freaking older than me. You know, it's like it's amazing how Americans look at this stuff and all have an opinion. But it's based on where you when you grew up and how old you are, I think. So before we get to the. Opinions about Rihanna. Yes, everything you said about the party is true. And even like the stages, there was, like you said, when you were in college, even if you was your team playing, you barely could watch the game. Slowly but surely, you go more, you, you become more and more watching, less and less partying, more and more watching, and less and less. And then all of a sudden, you have kids. And then you watch half the game at the party, and then the kids want to go home because they're too tired. They got to go to bed. Then you're watching the second half of the game at home, so you miss halftime anyway for the most part because you're you're traveling. And then you wake up, and the bands are like, wait a second. These bands – like Rihanna is – like it's weird, the the halftime shows now, because these are people who are popular, but – they're already past their prime of popular and yet were not even popular until I had kids, right? Like Rihanna, great big amount of work she's done, but she's like came out of retirement to do this thing. So even like I was an adult for her entire career and then she retired and came out of retirement. So it's like, wow, I am old watching this game. Like you said, I was, I didn't even watch this game on my hanging out, watching couch i watched like i have one tv downstairs it's a nicer tv and when i'm hanging out watching something i watch it there but i'm like this game's gonna end so late i'm just gonna be in bed already i went upstairs and watched it like i was like i was <laughs> yeah. like i just want to go right to sleep after the game like i want to be prepared yeah you're definitely older than me then obviously because i at least watch the game where i normally watch it but yeah i mean Obi, you're right like i i threw a party a couple years ago at my and, it, and again when i again my transition in life is this party I threw a couple years ago was um, my daughter's like we had a couple couples come over. Like there was like four people, six people that came over and a couple kids. It's not a real party. But I remember thinking to myself as they stayed for the game, how pissed off I was that they stayed for the game. I thought maybe they were old like me and knew that like when the game started, they had to get the hell out of my house. <laughs> Like, what? I really only invited them over to eat and drink before the game. And once the game started, I didn't want anything to do with them. Right, right, and, right. Uh, they didn't know their place. And they stayed the whole freaking time. And I, the whole time, I was like, when are you getting out of my goddamn house? My my favorite Super Bowl, given our age, was a few years ago when the San Francisco game had the blackout and the game stopped. Oh, yeah, against the Ravens. That was perfect. Like, that was like, oh, we can leave now. We didn't miss any of the halftime show. Like we stayed and everyone left at that point to go home and watch the game. But watch the conclusion at home because now there's a break. Who cares? Even the commercials aren't the good commercials anymore. Like it was perfect. They should have a second break like that every Super Bowl. It's like, eh, we're just gonna stop the game randomly. Everyone can go home. 
Well, so that's the other problem with the Super Bowl, right? Because the commercials, and I'm going to get into that in a second, the halftime show. Like, you, I don't even know when you're allowed to take a piss anymore because from the moment the game starts to the moment the game ends, you really can't take your eyes off the TV because you might miss something. You might miss, you know, Janet Jackson's nipple. You might miss, you know, a, a, one of the best commercials ever. But I will say this. I don't think we're missing any of the best commercials ever. So here's what I have noticed about the commercials over the last few years. I don't know really. I, I think this year matched, but I noticed it a lot last year. Commercials during the Super Bowl used to be, I feel, very creative heavy. Like I think of the Budweiser with the frogs commercial. Like that was less like, what, is, what are these frogs doing? And next, next thing you know, they finished Budweiser, right? Now it feels like, and maybe somebody who really studies these things would comment and tell me I'm wrong and cranky, but every commercial needs to have a star, like an A-list actor in the commercial. Like every commercial is an A-list actor. We're not going to be creative. We're going to sell you some, we're going to sell you on the fame of the person who we're watching it. Like, and it doesn't even have to make sense. Like the Serena Williams is in two commercials, but one of the commercials he's in there, like hyping up a team. I love Serena. I, I will I will go to take uh, you know I I can defend Serena is the goat of all goats, but Serena is an individual sports person, and here she is hyping up team. It was just like that's not even her 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 niche, like it made no sense. But it had Serena, so we'll make it a commercial. Yeah, you had John Travolta singing. You had Bradley Cooper in the dumbest commercial of all time, by the way, with his mom. It just was stupid. They, right, like to shoehorn that in there, but yo like. Some of the best commercials, and I know some of the best commercials are Apple, right? Whatever. Let's get beyond the that stuff. But you talked about the Budweiser uh, frog. I loved Bud Bowl. I loved Bud Bowl. I I wanted to know. I got pissed when they stopped showing the Bud Bowl. I actually loved watching those yes, yes. bottles play football. I love yes. Bud Bowl. Bud Bowl was the greatest thing ever. But think about Budweiser, what they've done over the years. Remember the What's Up guys? Those guys weren't. Those guys weren't famous, but nope. people were, I mean, granted, we were young, dumb, and stupid in college at the time, or high school, and we were running around for like three months afterwards. What's up? But that's iconic. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know Mean Joe Green in the Coca-Cola commercial. He was a famous guy who did it. But you're right. Those two, those three Budweiser ads, not to mention the horse kicking the field goal, like yes. those are all like you the creative teams got together and did some work and made really cool commercials. And now it just feels like, well, if we're going to spend $7 million, let's spend another $10 million that Bradley Cooper and his mother in the commercial or Will Ferrell. I know he was in the commercial. I was going to tell you. Yeah. He was getting eaten by zombies. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about the commercials for the most part, the next day, I forgot all about them. I actually had to look commercials up for this podcast. Because I had to remember, like, I was completely blank. Like, what are these commercials even about? But I do remember that the beginning of the Super Bowl, I thought, had the best commercials. And it's because they're all Gen X inspired, right? You had the Clueless commercial. Okay. Right? The Alicia Silverstone. You had uh, the Sylvester Stallone with the Paramount thing. You had, um, I think, one of, actually, my favorite commercial, believe it or not, and it didn't rank high. According to USA Today, it ranked. Oh, where did it rank? In the middle, right? But my favorite was the Dunkin' Donuts with Ben Affleck. 
That was cute. That now, was granted, cute. he's a star, but it just had that extra bit when J-Lo showed up and said, hey, wait a second. Is this what you do when you say you're going to work? I thought that was funny. You know? That, that was funny because you you needed a married couple that everyone knew was married to make that commercial work, right? So yes. they used the stars in a way that was proper. We're like, I don't care. No offense. I don't know you, uh, Bradley Cooper's mom. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, if you want to do somebody's mother, that would have been the Kelsey Bowl, put the Kelsey brothers in the commercial with their mother. Like, I don't know who she is. The, the other one I thought was really good was the rock star one, that you're not a rock star, I'm a rock star. Like, but we call everybody rock stars at work. I like that one with Kiss and Ozzy. I, just because I do call people rock stars at work. So right. I thought yeah. that was good. That was work and, day. And then I think the other one, this is crazy, especially for people who know me. One of the other ones I actually liked was the one of the Jesus commercials. And it was the one about being childlike. And at, there was a moment in there that one kid was standing on another kid's back so he could piss in the urinal. And I just found that, I mean, I'm, I know that's not what the whole freaking commercial was getting at, right? But I just found it hilarious that some kid would let another kid like pee basically on top of him, like, that's not going to end well. And I just thought that was hilarious. I I, I don't recall that, that image from the Jesus commercial. Oh, uh, yeah. It was the – well, there was two Jesus commercials, and the one was – everyone was arguing. That's not the one. The other one was about being childlike, and there's some other scenes in it. But it's like surveillance camera footage of this one kid. And that's the other thing. Who the hell are this kid's parents? The one thing I always tell my kids is don't touch the floor in the bathroom. Like, don't get down on the ground in the bathroom. It's dirty, the floor. <laughs> this kid gets down on all fours in the bathroom and then lets it get next to the urinal. By the way, by the way, as a guy, you know that the area around the urinal on the floor is some of the nastiest shit in the world. That is dirty. People, uh, okay. That's I, why you have to wash your hands in a public bathroom. It's because whatever on the floor underneath the urinal. I, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. Like, I go into a bathroom and there's stuff always on the floor around the urinal. And what I always ask myself is, how does it get there? Like, is are people like, because the urinal is freaking big. You can't miss if you have a brain, and you're and you know what you're doing. You cannot miss the urinal. So I always think to myself, this is what I do when I when I pee. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, is the person who left that mess an asshole, and they just wanted to pee all over the floor, like because I think there's people like that, or are. Or were people not raised right and nobody ever taught them how to pee at the urinal and they just missed because they just didn't realize it. But then you always find those guys, right, that always put two hands on the wall. Like, I don't know what the hell they're thinking, but they got two hands on the wall. By the way, you shouldn't do that either because there's usually boogers up there too. But you put your hand, two hands on the wall and you let your thing hang. I think you're going to miss if you do that, right? I don't know why people do that. But then this kid gets on all fours right in that area. With bare hands. Oh, I had to be in some what stuff. And then he lets a kid climb on his back and take his pecker out and pee. I just, I don't know. That was too much. But, and it was a Jesus commercial. I mean, you can't make that stuff up, Obi. No, you can't. I, I, I'm, I'm regretting having gone to the bathroom at that moment. I, that is, that is what I'm doing right now. I wish that I had not skipped that, that, that time to go to the bathroom. Well, if you go online, you can just find the He Gets Us Be Childlike commercial, and you I, will I, see that image. I'm going to pass. I, I'm going to pass. I'm no, no. I saw I'm, you have to see it. I'm Everyone should see that. 
I'm a little nauseated right now. And, and so, no, I'm going to pass. So, Obi, as we wrap this up, got, I'm, I'm reminded of some of the feedback that I got on our last episode, the one that you weren't part of. Right. The the I thought the best line from that podcast episode, and if you haven't listened to the one on cruising, you should, was when Anthony was telling this. This is what I thought was the best. When Anthony was telling the story about being on the balcony of the ship and why you shouldn't stand on the chairs on the balcony because if a 40-mile-an-hour gust of wind comes, it could knock you over. And he points out, I don't know why you'd be on the balcony if it was that windy, but if it does blow you over, that's on you. So you shouldn't stand on the chair. So I actually thought that was the best part of the, the podcast when he basically told you, if you fall overboard, you're an idiot. It's your fault. You're dead. But the best piece that uh, somebody told me was at the end, when I did our, our tagline of the charm is that we suck, he, he stopped me and goes, no, I don't suck. You do. <laughs> Well, I find it interesting that you don't say that to me. I mean, it is a we thing, and it, 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 it's charming because the charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That said, we'll see you next time on Drinking from the Garden.